Hello. Hello, Marilyn. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I am doing well. Does everything sound okay today? Mm-hmm. Good, 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 because uh, today's a big day. Mm-hmm. Today's a big day. What's happening today? What are you doing? I have a, a long list of uh, questions, and I would like oh, to have them right, answered immediately. Right. right. Oh, shoot, I forgot to change my calendar. Uh-oh. Is, rabbit, this rabbit. Bad. This feels like bad luck. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So-called field notes. <laughs> um, I'm a fan. Uh, I'm out of it today, Dan. I'm super out of it. I'm doing some different things with lighting. I didn't get enough sleep last night. I feel a little like barfing. Um, no, no, I'm fine. You know, uh, cock of the walk. And uh, but I, I got I'm running all red lights today. I, I feel like I'm like in a in a dark room, or like an Amityville horror closet. Uh, oh, there's yeah, something some about lighting. the look of the house, the way the 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 two windows look. Looks oh, like eyes. God, it's haunt. Yeah. I mean, it's just I couldn't live in a house that had eyes like that looking at you. Knowing that James Brolin lives there. <laughs> I mean, think about that. That's a red. They call that a red flag. Oh, oh, red rum. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I have an Amityville horror, which is ooh. One one time, I flew to New York City and I went to the airport in Queens, and I got on the wrong train. Mm. Ooh! Mm. Instead of taking me to Manhattan, it went to (laughs) chain rattle, chain rattle, Amityville, Mm. which is not where I had intended to be. So what happened? Oh, I got there eventually. Um, but, you know, when you're on the commuter train, I think that's a time. See, I don't know a ton about this. I know that before that dingling book came along, it was just another bedroom community of New York, you know. Um, but then it got that association. So that's where we are now. But, you know, at that time of day when you're taking a, a train from, in this case, the airport, you know, uh, to, to away from the airport, you know, it's pretty expressy. Like I couldn't get off for a long time. Oh, you're kind of stuck. Once you're on it, you're you're committed. Yeah, it's like a like a pig and a chicken, the Amityville chicken. <laughs> buck, buck. Anyway, that's good. No, that's good. Boy, this, these these red lights have really got me got my brain screwed up. I could turn them off, but then I'm afraid it would seem too blue. You know, red lights on what? Red lights on what? Oh, like in your um, in your room, like you're developing film or something. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's in here in my private office studio. I've got uh, I've got I've got the nano. Uh, actually, this is vaguely, very vaguely related to your topic today. Um, I have the Nano Leaf family of lights. I have many families of lights, but I have the Nano Leaf. Have you ever seen a douchebag YouTube? Er, and they got those hexagons. Ooh, the lights oh, are yeah. blinking. Sure, sure, sure. I got those, and uh, <clears throat> and I got some light strips. I got light strips from Nano Leaf. I got a light strip from Elgato. Elgato provides the studio lighting of the uh, when I'm doing an occasional video. Oh yeah, so you look so, nice today. It's that kind of thing. Thank you. And uh, but I, um, <laughs> what I do is I have uh, various scenes for that, and it's a real garbage fire of a scene, man. But it does let me. It does afford me red lights. So that's where I am right now. I should probably turn this off. I, I might get weirder. Yeah. I haven't really had any coffee yet. Do you need to go um, make some? You need to lay down. I might need to lay down. I I've got I've got some coffee here now. I have to I have to balance some things because I have red lights. I thought a little felt a little bit like I might have to throw up, and uh, I don't have too much coffee, so I'm balancing things. But I have to have you know uh, the the energy that's so crucial to what a lot of people call the chemistry of this program. You oh, know what I'm saying? Yes. When did we start? 2011. 2000. Right? Yeah. Let me. I'm gonna have to. Because it started the same year as Roderick on the line, but at opposite ends of the year. 
title. Uh, Alligator in the Bathroom, January 18th, 2011. That's an English beat song. One hour and 29 minutes. What were we thinking? Gator in the Bathroom. Gator, 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 Gator. (laughs) That's that Ferris Bueller song. When he's uh, when he's running song. at the end, up. I love talking about love missile F one eleven. Sure, yes. Oh, um, you know what I do sometimes is I I, I go and uh, I think there's a lot of reason. And you know, Dan, Dan, don't get me started. Okay, mm-hmm. I have really mixed feelings about Spotify because on the one hand, Spotify is the greatest for music. I I went in I went in to find something I'm positive is in iTunes Match the other day which is my purloined copy of the Cheap Trick re-recording of In Color by Steve Albini in 1998. And I know I've got it. I had, a, I had a web blog or blog post about it. I know I've got it. I used to have it. And like everything, it's just gone, daddy, gone, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> Out of Apple Music. I don't know where it went. It's gone. Search in library. Search on Apple. Is this your Apple? You never had an Apple. $20, please. And anyways, I don't know where it all went, but Spotify, it's... As, as Apple has continually sought to convince me that my love of music is, is pointless. <laughs> How have they tried to do that? Oh, just little, <laughs> you know, de- death by a thousand apple slices, you know, just little, little, little cuts. Oh, those Long Winters demos are gone. Oh, you can't find your Steve Albini cheap trick record. Oh, right, well, right, right, right. Seems like it used to be here and I'm standing there with, with my pockets turned out, you know, wearing a barrel. Right. You can't yeah, see the pockets because sure. they're under the barrel. Um, actually I should, if I'm wearing a barrel, I shouldn't need a barrel if I have pockets. The point being apple slices and, uh, they've really taught me not to care. So I got mixed feelings, Dan. On the one hand, Spotify is great for music. It's so great for music. On the other hand, they're really trying to screw up podcasts. On the other hand, it is great for music, but then on the other hand, they have a problem with namespace pollution. They refuse to fix. So is this happened to anybody else? Hey, you out there listeners. I don't like to address the listeners. You ever, you ever show up on Friday? You go Friday, you go say, oh, let's go check in on my release radar. <laughs> That's the thing, Dan. Every week it tells you things it thinks that you would want to know just came out. So I go to release radar. You'd go to this like it, by choice? Oh, yeah. The playlist on Spotify, and I'm going to get to that in a second because it relates to the English beat. I avoid anything that they make. Anything. Everything they make for me is garbage. Well, it's almost like we're different people. Well, <laughs> why do you it's have weird. such a good playlist now? Um, I used to have good playlists on Spotify that, you know, the ones they say made for you. And then there'd be like four or five. Yes. But I like other people's playlists. Other people's playlists are great. If they're handmade. You got to find people you're simpatico with. And like, there's this guy, I think his name's Paul Bruno. I want to say, uh, Paul, there's this guy that's made like dozens of playlists of 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s music that Mm. like, uh, and the hits of today that, that, uh, are just so in my wheelhouse. You find somebody like that. My point being, Dan, they have a problem with namespace pollution that they do not want to address. Which is that I'll get something like, you know, Chigalamp Summer Bust by somebody with a rappy name. And it'll be like a trap music song. And it's by, you know, Thug Eyebrow featuring Sloan. Or it'll be like Ripcord Milkshake featuring Rush. I like Ripcord Milkshake. And you go then and it's like... It's, you know what it is? It's like it's, it's, it's bat, basketball ball music. It's like the music that they play when they're throwing the ball around before the game starts. That kind of music. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Like, like trap music. I'm not against trap music. I'm against SoundCloud rap. Okay, but my point is, that frustrates me. It's a namespace pollution 
uh, problem and they're not fixing it. Now, now here's the funny thing, Dan, and this is another reason I like Spotify. And I'm okay. sorry you had a bad experience with Spotify. No, I love Spotify. I just said that File the playlists feedback. that they make are not, uh, not a thing. Oh. So one thing I love to do, has this ever happened to you, right? You, you the, the two guys show up and they start running around saying, you're not on the Turbo team. Has this ever happened to you where you imprinted on a... So let me put it this way. When I was a, when I was a youngster or a teenster, as we used to call ourselves, we call ourselves teensters, um, it was not considered cool to like mostly be into a band through like a greatest hits or a best of. Mm-hmm. That's not very cool. You, you're supposed to be like listening to the albums or the cassette that your friend made you for free. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yet there are certain albums, certain collections that I imprinted on so GD hard, I can't even tell you. I will, I'll tell, oh, I will tell you. I will do that. Uh, the Cures, uh, well, depending on which, whether it's CD, LP, or uh, cassette, Standing on the Beach. Um, singles 45 and Under by Squeeze. What is Beat by the English Beat. Um, uh, I have a lot of these. And we're like, you know, I was not a very well-off kid. And if I could afford like a record, I'd want to get maximum value by getting some kind of like a greatest hits. Now, here's what happens, Dan. They go out of print. They go out of print. You know what I'm saying? And so even on, on Spotify, you can't find that per se collection. Oh, uh, 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 that, uh, that New Order record from 1987. Um, you know, what's it called? Elements or something. No, what's the one? What's the one? Anyway, you imprint on that, but here's what you can do. People go and recreate the album that you remember from pieces and parts. So if you're missing uh, what is beat by English beat, you can go and, uh, and, and then you can listen. I have a whole set of collections of old greatest hits because it makes me happy to listen to them. Isn't that kind of nice? Mm-hmm, very nice. What do you like for streaming music? Oh, I only use Spotify. I was one of their first customers years and years ago. I love them. I use them for everything in a full integration into my life. I was just and saying. What don't you like about it? The list. The, listen, the, it's specific thing. One, you were you were saying what they do about podcasts. I'm in agreement with that. But That's the playlists that they make for me uh-huh, uh-huh. used oh, to be, and this would be like your release radar. This is your uh, yes. daily mix one, two, three, and four. Y- yes, uh, that's what I'm talking uh, about. Spotify Discover, like here's yes. a song you might have, might not have heard by a band you like. Exactly. So made for Dan, daily mix one, two, <sighs> three, and four. Out of all of these ones that they make me and Discover Weekly included in that, the only there's usually one of them. The rest of them, like there's this one daily mix. Listen to this. I made the mistake once. Oh boy, one time. I this played. Is you accidentally bomb your recos. I, I played like one a, bad YouTube video, like one a bad Beethoven song. or a Vivaldi song. And now mm-hmm. Daily Mix is now always really oh, obscure geez. classical music that I never want to hear. Now that's fine. Like obscure classical music you to is go cool. for Baroque. But now that's all Daily Mix one is. Daily Mix two. I made the hmm. mistake once. Once. You listened um, to the season four seasons one time, one time, and now it's oboes all the way down. Right. And so what I did this time is I, I listened to a, a, a Jeff Beal song. I, I think he's a, a composer. I think he uh-huh. did the theme for House of Cards or something like that. I made oh, the mistake okay. of playing a, one Jeff Beal song once, mm. and now I have Daily Mix <gasps> 2. This is why they would say this, Dan, not even once. It's like me and Max Richter, except I really do love Max Richter. But boy, it thinks I really, 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 really like Max Richter. Yeah, and so and so then, now, Daily Mix number four, this is good, because four. one time I played uh, CCR and Stevie Ray Vaughan, and there's some Clapton in there, and there's some Lenny Kravitz in there, and that's a oh, good wow. one. I like that one. That one's not bad. 
That was not bad. Wow, but then yeah. I made the mistake once of mm. playing the Ironside theme song for my son after we uh, watched uh, Kill, uh, Kill Kill Bill. Yep. And now, now I have an entire list of stuff that's that kind of music, which is cool. But Merlin, I don't need an entire <laughs> daily mix dedicated to like no, Quincy no. Jones. I don't I, need that. I, I told, totally but the fact that I never play yeah. these playlists, they never change. The content never changes. It never no, updates. I play weekly. No, well, not the these. They stay. Daily. They stay. Oh, stay. Huh. They stay. Yeah, like Natalie and Brulia. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You say, you know, I only hear what I want to. It, but they these things used to be You're solid so gold. Scared to lose. <laughs> they used to be solid gold. I used to be able to say, solid "Oh, this gold. one's great." Ha huh, ha. Huh. Maybe did you opt out of something? Maybe, maybe I don't know. But nothing that I really nothing that really I weird. play and listen to has any effect on what's in those like four playlists. Is always the I, same. You know, that's it's interesting. You should say that. But I, I love I Spotify, Merlin. I just want to go on record and say no, it. Like I, li- record, I live for it. I live for it. Yeah. Huh? You love Swedes. I do. You interviewed that horrible man that made Minecraft when he was Swedish a long time oh, ago. Oh, uh, Notch. I did. I interviewed Notch bef- like before, before Minecraft was, was sold to Microsoft. Before he was even Swedish. Yes. Mm-hmm. I he still, he still writes me ago. back if I write him. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't write, though. He's probably busy. Um, I watched Midsommar. Uh, oh, I can't. I, I saw ago. it once. I can't Ugh. stop thinking about it. When did I you watch it? I, 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 got it mo- I got most of the way through. It's just that... Things really pick up in the second half. It's bad. It's hard to watch. Kind of a different, it's a very difficult movie to watch. But boy, I love that Florence uh, Pugh, or is it Pugue? Probably Pugue. Anyway, she's going to be in the Black Widow movie too. I love her. Um, And so, never mind. This is not a fruitful journey. Oh, you know what? Let me find some of my best stuff. God damn it. These lights are nuts. I got to change. Ah, it's so blue. Ah, <clears throat> Okay. Um, recreations of best ofs. I don't know if you're getting if you got this, Dan, but mm. like you know, I just sometimes you know when you're a kid, you uh you imprint on stuff, mm-hmm. much like, like a bird. you know a duck, yeah, a duck upon duck upon Conrad Lawrence, which is a good name for a small town in England. Where are you from, duck upon Conrad Lawrence? Uh, my punk stuff. Oh, the other thing I don't like about Spotify is I find it difficult to organize things. I find it, in, in, and again, now now I'm going to give you a pivot. I'm going to throw you a pivot in a minute. Uh, in much the same way that I think it's difficult to deal with a large scale of change in the Apple HomeKit app, I think a large scale of change in the Spotify app is difficult to do. Yeah, It's hard so. to move a lot of stuff. It's very clicky-draggy. Like so many things in this world of ours, it's something where I think I use this at a different scale than either the, the way that it's intended to be used or... I mean, honestly, like the way the people who made it use it, like I could tell you don't use this as much as me or you would be driven crazy with how to organize your playlists <laughs> where it becomes untenable to like scroll because you have so many playlists and it's like, okay, but you know, you can make a folder. Oh, that's cool. But you, you drag them one at a time. It's about as fun as organizing apps on your phone. Anyways, Max Richter's great. He does that song. Uh, that's that song in Arrival. He's he has that one song from I think it's Blue, Blue Notebook album uh, that everybody uses when they're like roughing in their uh, edits. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. He's got sure. one of those songs that everybody likes to use, and then you hear it in Arrival, and then you start hearing it everywhere. And you think, boy, this has gotten a little overused. But I'll tell you what. You know where my, what my what? favorite Spotify experience is? Just before we leave that topic too no, far. No, please behind. stay, stay. 
I only hear what I want to. It's yeah. on It's on the iPad. It's fine on the phone. It works fine on the mm-hmm. phone. Computer, mm. but the iPad yeah. is great. I feel like they spent, they actually spent time making a dedicated iPad app that works mm. really nice. You get the little mm-hmm. controls it's on the good, left. It's good use of the space and everything, yeah. Yeah, and I also really like uh, making playlists using, because I make like, playlists all the time like i'm obsessed with making oh do you i'm a playlister yeah all the time like it's crazy it's crazy i also think it's neat to um start out with i mean like i like okay for example today oh god you're not this is gonna sound so bananas excuse me sometimes when i want to really get my head in the game and i'm trying to like you know just get in the groove something i've done for years god i'm turning into rick from rick and morty (laughs) um i um I will put on a particular song, a particular version of a particular song. And that is, you will know it from the movie Trainspotting. Uh, that movie Born, or that, that song Born Slippy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, That's that a good one. Dirty, no, angel boy mm-hmm. in the Norway. Um, and I'll just put that on, on repeat. <laughs> okay. You know, because I know, I just, it, it gets me, and I listen to like 11 minute version, the next long uh, mix. Mm-hmm. And I'll just listen to that. You understand? And uh, I was doing that this morning, okay. and then I noticed that I had I'd gotten to it by searching for the phrase "born slippy." I don't know what that means, but I, I searched on it, and then I saw there's a song, uh, a track called "Born Slippy" by something called Albert Hammond Jr. And I said to myself, "Huh, that name sounds familiar. That sounds like the name of the guy from The Strokes." Well, guess what? It's the guy from The Strokes. Really? It's the guitar guy from The Strokes. That's cool. And his father was Albert Hammond, the uh, like country, very good country guitarist. Anyhow, I clicked on it because I thought, oh, that'd be funny. Did he do a jokey cover of Born Slippy? He didn't. But guess what? His 2015 album, I turned off Born Slippy uh, by uh, Underworld and started listening uh, to the 2015 album, whatever it's called, that I was just listening to. I was just listening to, oh, here it is, Momentary Masters by Albert Hammond Jr. Now, that's a, that's a funny bit of serendipity. Do you follow what happened? Yeah, I've that's been listening to Born Slippy by Underworld. I, I accidentally ran across one called Born Slippy from Albert Hammond Jr. And it's terrific. And that's the kind of thing, let's just say, it does not happen on the Apple Music for me. Apple Music for me is like, oh my God, it's like a play about an application. It's, it's so weak. <laughs> so anyways, did, I, you were, did you have another thing about Spotify? Um, I don't want to get in the whole mm. Spotify podcast thing. Uh, no, but, but, but what would be the point? But, I, I just find that the other okay one one more thing that I I would just want to say I really like about Spotify that for me because in 2021 Merlin the idea of the mm. mixtape is is gone that's not a thing anymore it's all playlists or it's now. more powerful than it's ever been maybe. well it's in the form of playlists right ah uh, but but mm-hmm. I think that making when you when you go into do you do radio a lot do you do song mm-hmm. radio a lot never. Never. I well, love th- that unless feature. it accident, not accidentally, but like if you know, Spotify does that thing where when the album's over or the list is over, it continues. Yeah, and I do actually discover terrific stuff. With that, that is, I I, that's I, the same I, you're as talking song about more radio. Like a straight up Pandora, like play stuff like this band. Yeah. So if you're if you have if a song comes on that you like, you can hit the little three dots and then you tell it you know song radio and it'll it'll basically find songs that are I don't know how it does it. And this is the thing that's perplexing to me. It's so good at the radio. You can pick a song you like and do radio and all the songs will be good. Like, I don't know I how it know. does it. They're all good. It's yeah. amazing. It, it, it is wild how good. And, and like, it, it's also so dependent upon like, if you're somebody like me and you're a real slut for the whole like fans also like stuff, like I 
I'm really gay bones for like all of the like discovering bands from other bands. But like if I come at this through, say, for example, the the as far as I'm concerned, in my wheelhouse, the single greatest uh, fans also like is for Matthew Sweet. Every single one of the recommendations under Matthew Sweet is a band I already love. There's that. But then if I go and I like follow my nose a little bit and I get into something more like chamber pop or Baroque pop, that's where like then I'll discover these new bands. And then that feeds into my rec goes and pretty soon I'm getting good lists happening there, which is, you know, what it's it's really good at that. Uh, so I'll, I'll put this in show notes, uh, show notes. I'll put in my, uh, my recreation of, um, my recreation of the 1983, uh, greatest hits album called What is Beat <laughs> by, uh, the English Beat. And in England, they're just known as the Beat. The problem is here, there was a very talented band called Paul Collins and the Beat. So they had to go with, uh, the English Beat. Uh-huh, they, yeah, they, sure. They forewent, as you say, they forewent <laughs> being the Beat. Yeah, that's what I said. Hmm? <laughs> What? No, that's good. Uh, so mm. the uh, the other the, the other thing I think you you should try is you should try the song radio, and it, it almost makes playlists for you. It's very good. The song radio, yeah. Song radio. Now, don't get confused. Don't go to artist radio. This is not the same. No, thing. and don't get confused with the spoon song car radio. Car radio. Look oh, at they're from uh, they're from Austin. You know. I guess I should see if we have any sponsors for today. Advanced cassette. Yes, you do. Squarespace. Advanced cassette. Oh, no. I just can't believe it. Oh, you know what else you can find on Spotify? God damn it. Who moves my bell? The other thing you can find is my uh, a thing, a thing I heard a long time ago. And, and, and I heard it so long ago, and I don't remember where. I know it was a thing, and yet I feel like I might have dreamed it. And that is that one of the great, well, several, there are several very good Spoon records, but one of my favorites is Gimme Fiction by Spoon. And I like that band a lot. And the thing that I heard one time is, hey, if you like Gimme Fiction by Spoon, try listening to it in reverse order, not backwards. That would be weird. But in reverse order of the tracks as provided. And I'm just here to tell you, if you have listened to Gimme Fiction, um, you know, on your home, home, uh, home computer or music set, and you've never listened to it in reverse order, woof, I will put that in show notes. Gimme Fiction. Also, I perfected... Um, I once perfected, uh, uh, I believe it was Permanent Waves by Rush, by just changing the order of two songs. So I have a version of that too. It's very editorial. I will go in there and I'll mix it up a little bit if you understand what I'm saying. I understand. I mean, you, you got to be careful with natural science. <laughs> natural science, you got to deploy. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, yes, 100%. Voice, a companion, 100%. unobtrusive. And I'm not talking about the Rush that appears on... Uh, Let's talk about something on, on, important. On, on uh, um, Bonobo Handjob's uh, new um, new mixtape, as they say, <laughs> that's a different Rush. <laughs> that's that's Rush with uh, I think Jason Patrick is his name, the guy from Speed Two. Yeah, no, not the other, that was the other one. So I create, I recreated this, you know. Uh, so I'm not exactly sweating it. Daughter, daughter's getting very into Wes Anderson, just for what it's worth. I have just been sent a message from uh, one of our listeners who says that Spoon has just announced a surprise Thursday show at uh, the Mohawk surprise. here in town. Merhark. Tickets That's go cool. on sale today in, in noon. Jimino is one of the great drummers. He's a great drummer. Really, just, yes. oh, God, just so solid. I saw them in the airport here not that long ago, before pre-COVID. Oh, did they, did, did, they, did they know they met you? I don't think they were aware of it. passing by. No, they were sitting right on the next bench. Same thing that happened to me in L.A. On the same trip that I saw Mark Mothersbaugh sitting, uh, you know, oh, in, in L.A. Cool. coming to Austin. The whole Devo, the whole crew was there. The whole Devo. You know who else is good though is Alexander Desplat. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but he's, he's the other guy who's 
He's not Mark Mothersbaugh. He's not Mark's mother, Mark Mothersbaugh. But, but he does a lot of the good Wes Andersons too. You know, he does a lot. And so my kid, you know, we've been, we watched, uh, we watched uh, Grand Budapest. We uh, just started in with, uh, with Tenenbaums. That's, the first time, the first time they're seeing that you got, you're showing this. Um, well, I mean, what's funny about, yes, yes. The, what's funny about it is that we have seen Fantastic Mr. Fox approximately 5 million times. And we've seen Isle of Dogs, you know, a good number of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we all, that's so dumb and gross. It's like sharing an email account with your wife. Ugh. But we love it. <laughs> Let's don't talk like that. What's wrong with you? <laughs> These are different people. Don't act like, don't act like we're some kind yeah, of no, like, right. effing culture borg. Anyway, but our family does love those. And I think Fantastic Mr. Fox is just... But think how weird it would be to have seen that... Um, to only have ever seen two Wes Anderson movies. And one to be having seen the Fantastic Mr. Fox many, many times. And then Isle of Dogs a pretty many times. And then you flip on... What was the one that we were watching first? Oh, I guess it was Grand Budapest. And I was like... And I had this phrase that I use over and over and over. And it's kind of like, like a bingo card thing where I'll say, God... Wes Anderson is so Wes Anderson. And you're like, oh my God, he's using that lens and there's a slight distortion, you know, to the objects. Nothing's, there's no straight lines, really. Everything's centered. But what's funny is like, and that's done to much great effect in Fantastic Mr. Fox. We're like, oh, this is still a directed by Wes Anderson film. It's got all of his little bits. It's got walkie talkies. Yep. It's got little kids in costumes. It's got laminated things. It's got, you know... You go back to like Bottle Rocket and like it's all already there. Oh, and the other thing is my kid loves um, Owen Wilson, who's on, on the Loki show. And didn't had never put together that Owen Wilson is also Lightning McQueen. Did you notice that during Grand Budapest Hotel, mm-hmm. there are three different time periods there in, in chronological order. There is the old time period. Then there is the yeah. not as old time yeah. period. And then there is the closest to modern day time period and Most that of the movie takes place in that the one with Salieri mm-hmm. and the guy from spy mm-hmm. and uh, that, that where, go ahead oh no i'm sorry it's not that that's the la- that's the last one that we're in before it goes into the the longest flashback well the different lenses and different aspect, aspect ratios, ratios are yes. used that mirrored the predominant aspect ratio used in cinema at that time that it was Isn't being that filmed. Insane? I love that. A, I love that. There was that, there was that super interesting show. I think we both watched this. Do you remember that? Um, do, 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 do. It was based, was it based on a podcast? It became a podcast, but there was the, um, uh, who's pretty woman. Uh, Julia Roberts. There's a Julia Roberts TV show where she worked at the place. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were, we, you don't discover for a while that they're doing something with aspect ratios. That's meaningful. Yeah, uh, like the what was the name? Colors. That was like Am- this... Amazon Prime had that one, and it yeah, was about like a I, weird I'm drug forgetting. that wiped your memory or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, and like, I like uh, somehow I think my kid is still not spoiled. I cannot even believe this. My kid is, as far as I know, still not spoiled on the Sixth Sense. But if really? you watch like the little special about that, yeah. Um, do you, are you aware of like the use of colors? in that yes that one okay red cool. i love i love stuff like that I, I realize it's a little bit of a parlor trick but i love stuff like I that do too um so english beat what is beat i'm gonna put that in notes there's some other ones i also here. put in in notes the article that i was reading not long ago about this movie which is called inside oh, the cameras of wes anderson's the grand budapest hotel and even if you're not interested in like film and cameras this is still really really interesting Keep your hands off my lobby boy <laughs> 
It's so funny. He shows up and he's got this obviously like fake mustache. I but know. Like, Is it supposed to look fake? And then they show him looking drawing in the mirror it. and yeah. drawing on his mustache. Oh. <laughs> uh, Dan, why don't you tell me about something you like? And then I think we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah, we have a real topic. Me. You're going to you know, a real topic and <laughs> you're going to interview me, I think. Yeah, a little interview. Squarespace, Merlin. That's what I want to tell you about today. Bonk, things bonk. you could do Big with fan. Squarespace. I have a yes. list of things you can do. You Boy, can, you're you really can, prepared for this one. I am prepared for this. You can you can uh, turn your cool idea in, into a new website. That would be the first thing you could do. And the second thing you could do is you could showcase your work. So let's say you've you've made something awesome. You can you can get a Squarespace site that's going to help you promote that. You can blog. You can publish content. You can sell. Did you know that they have built in, as you say, e-commerce? They have that built in. It's there. It's part of it. It's already set up. You got to. It's one of those things like the country of uh, Nicaragua. Yeah. I, I think it must be real because people talk about it a lot. And I have had cigars from yeah, there. I was going to say, you get Much the like, drones from there. Well, sure. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or a uh, tatuaje. But uh, <laughs> but I've never been there. I have to take it on faith. Now, I've used Squarespace for lots of things. I've never eaten my commerce. But is that just included when you get the Squarespace package? You yeah, you can do all of this stuff. It's all built Jeez in. Louise, Dan. You get crazy. all the templates that you can pick from. And one of the things, I know people who they look at their website after they've had it for six months. And like this thing, that I don't like the way it looks anymore. It looks, it, it looks dated now. Not like yep. it's old looking, but they're bored of it. You can change mm. the entire look of your entire website without changing Dan. any it's, content. The, the content is separate from the formatting, is separate from the, as we used to say, theming. Mm-hmm. It's all separate. You're not going to, you're going to muck up your stuff because you forgot to close your P. Do you need a new domain? Tag. You can get one at Squarespace. They have support over 200 uh, TLDs, 200, or as you say, extensions. It's a really smart thing for them to offer and for them to be unique. If they were non-unique, they would have to let you know. Because then I think they lose a lot of their, as you say, functionality. Yes. If, if several people could, could end up there. You're pretty good you know, at, you, at, at SEO, right? You like to spend a lot of time studying. I'm pretty good at it. Studying. You can't land on a fraction. Yeah. Well, they mm-hmm. do it for you if you're not good at they it. They do it for you. I love Squarespace. I really honestly do love using it. And um, for my own personal reasons, I'm on a very old version of Squarespace just because I'm too lazy to fix a lot of things on my personal website. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually, I have <laughs> I have different sites in different stages of undress just because of like, I, I chose to stay on this like old version from a million years ago. And I cannot even believe, I mean this as a compliment, I can't believe it still works. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, I don't want to have to change a bunch of stuff and I could change it. They've offered to help me, but like I've got some stuff that's on the latest and greatest and newest. And obviously that's the most fun. It's really fun to build or I, the, the phrase, the word maintain doesn't do it justice because it doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel difficult. It feels very, uh, very joyful. It's very easy to do. And uh, the results are, are crazy good. Why would you run around making your own website? That makes sense. You got stuff to do. You got, I mean, if you're a website maker, you know, a risk taker, a bread baker, <laughs> uh, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Laker, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, they call it the Skyhook. <laughs> so why, and, not, why, um, not, Merlin, why don't we suggest that our listeners go over to squarespace.com slash it's your show. Oh, I love that place. Show. I've been there, Squarespace. Let's it's your it show. And if you go to that URL, it, really it supports the show. show. It means we can keep doing yes. it. But when you're there and you want to buy something, yes. why not use the promo code, it's your show, one word, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. So once again, squarespace.com slash it's your show, promo code, it's your show for 10% off first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks very much to Squarespace for making this show possible. Merlin Xavier, man. 
Thanks, Squarespace. Bok, bok. <clears throat> Sometimes your website balks at me. It balks at special characters. It balks at emojis yeah, and uh, emoji, emoji mm-hmm. from the Latin. Um, <laughs> I, I may have to hand add these. No. Uh, but I'm going to put some of my, uh, some of my special lists in. Because you got, you got to get a taste. You got to get a taste of my, of my Gimme Fiction. It's really good. I got to have it. Beautiful. Well, it's crazy. Uh, build it beautiful. Build yeah. it beautiful. Thanks, Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Oh, sorry. Bok, bok. <clears throat> I don't know what's going to happen here, but I'll do my best. Yeah, I know. We're going to try. Before that, one... And, yeah, oh, I, sorry. Sorry, everybody. This is Dan. I had one follow-up note. One follow-up yeah. note is that yeah. I, I think you'll appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched The Big Lebowski for the second time with my son. I mean, I've seen it more. It was his second mm-hmm. time seeing it. Yes. And, uh, and, and, you know, during the first showing of a movie, I do not allow conversation. I do not allow communication of any form. Perhaps okay. a hand signal if there's an emergency, like part of the house is on fire. Oh, like you point at your PP and make an ee kind of face. I mean, you have to mixturate, right? Right. The second showing, I will allow conversation. I will allow communication okay. to happen. And so this was uh, the sorry, second question. Does, does should it be on topic of the film? Um, In other words, you don't you don't allow conversation of things like uh, I don't know healthcare options, no. or the troubles in it, could, uh, the it troubles has to in be specific, Ethiopia. right? It has, it has to, to be, be relevant. Topical, yeah. It could be slightly orthogonal to it, like, "Hey, did you ever notice thus and such?" Probably, right, right, right. Or or say you could say, "Dad," because I assume that's how he talks, like Jack Benny. Yeah. I assume he says, "Dad." <laughs> do um do bowlers actually have to go around and introduce introduce themselves to, in the neighborhood as sex men? Like, do you actually have to do that in real life? And you can say, yes, it's true. Right. And a lot of times it's because of public urination, not eight-year-olds, dude. That's right. So at, at, at when we were done, he said, <laughs> he, he looked over at me and he said, I liked it that time. I said, yeah. He's like, how many times do I need to see it to really have seen it? Because mm. I feel like I still don't really understand it. And, and, That's and a big I, question. That's a big question. It was a big question. But I, I still think... Three times you can you qualify as having seen it, but I thought that he asked that question. It was very appropriate mm-hmm. because I feel yeah, like there's parts like, well, of it what, that haven't clicked yet. Well, you know, we um we have a very black and white thinking, borderline personality country where like uh, there's a lot of things where we think everything's got to be a zero or a one, and you know, you know me, you know me, right? I, I, it's one thing that you can have a point. You got uh, two two points. You got a line. You know what I'm saying? Pretty soon you're getting into hedrons of different kinds. I think it's useful to have axes when we talk about these things. So I think that, that is a great question. Another great question would be like, what can I expect to be different as I watch this different times? And to me, that's where we start to put a little bit of a little bit of cartilage on that face. Is we say, look, you know, there's going to be times when you're actually mad at this. You are angry at the movie. You may want to throw footwear at the movie. You're so mad at it. <laughs> we'll stick with it. In five more times, you're going to love it again. So there's one scene. Or similar. That he noticed something that I have never noticed before. And it's it's a little detail. And I don't know if, I, like, you know, you always wonder um, if this is something that comes from the actor or if this is something that comes from the directors. But when Walter, okay, so if you remember, I don't give anything away because there's people out there who still never seen the Flintstones. But- mm-hmm. There is the scene where the dude is driving to pick up Walter to, let's just say, to do, to perform an activity together. In, oh, when he has his whites. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if John Goodman did this or if this was direction or what, but it's amazing and it's so subtle that as the dude is pulling up in the car, 
Walter is sort of standing outside of his store, his shop mall. Yeah. And, and he just so subtly before he steps out and starts walking to the car, he just does a lean. Have you ever done that where you start leaning into your first step? He does that and it's so subtle, but it makes the whole scene. I've never noticed that he did that sort of subtle lean. I don't think I've noticed that either. And he points it out. He's like, dad, look at, look at that. Look how he leans. We watched it like five times. It's hilarious. It's like my, now my favorite part of the movie. I've never noticed it before. I, I have a million things like that of like minor characters doing minor things, but, or even just in this case, like you say, like a, a, a big shot, large character, important character, just doing something weird. Yeah, because you never know. I mean, they must the you get what, what they call it, coverage, right? You get multiple takes. You try and do all these different things, and you never know, you know what you're going to end up using. I don't know. I bet you. I bet there are people that just have an eye for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, beyond the Kubricks of the world, but that there are people who must just go like, "Oh, that's the one right there." Yeah, I'll. I'll I got to watch that again. I'm still saving it. You know, with uh, with our kid, I. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's. it's there's so many texts underneath it. It's kind of difficult to like get everything out of it. You mean coitus? You know what I mean? Like there's, there's just, there's so much, uh, so many things that it refers to. And it's kind of, am I, I have the kind of kid who says things like, this looks old. Is this from the sixties or the nineties? That's an actual thing my kid says sometimes. <laughs> and and I, I, I'm like, I don't even know how to begin to not respond to that. So I won't. Uh, that doesn't, well, honey, why would you say a thing like that? Is this from the 60s or the 90s? Hmm. And she thinks it's hilarious, of course, because she's, she's, you know, she's ribbing her old man a little bit. Yeah. But it would be kind of difficult to explain. Like, look at that scene. Look, in, look when he's in the Ralph's. He's getting his half and half, and he yeah. signs the check. It's 9-11 on the check. But also remember, because of that camel effort, you know, Saddam Hussein, he's, um, this is happening in, I think, 1991. Right. So- but that's all that's this is again, this is one of the going to be one of those tur- purple toupee things where you get into this toss salad of remembrance, which I think should be a Proust novel title. Toss salad of remembrance of like, <laughs> oh, wait, but 9-11 was after this, which sounds nuts. But, you know, this is my kid who doesn't know if this is from, quote, the 60s or the right, 90s. Right, right. Or what the difference um, is between the 60s and the 90s other than some music. Well, it's very, it is very confusing. I was um, I, I've always held that. I think somewhat famously, we, I feel like we must have talked about this. There are decades and there are decades. And like, it's, it's a little too over convenient to call something the 60s. Well, do you mean the 60s that's more like Dick Van Dyke or the 60s that's more like Led Zeppelin? Because right. really Led Zeppelin is more really, uh, they put out a lot of records really fast, but we know that there is a version of the 70s that's much more like the 60s. And I I also find myself very interested in a version of the eighties that's much more like the seventies. Like when you watch things about like punk rock in England and like the taking place in like the 80 or 81 and everybody's wearing like those weird outfits that look 15 years too old. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Um, when your kid picks and we, we've got to get to the top, you got to stop, stop being all over the map, Dan. Yeah. Okay. When I'm your sorry. kid gets to pick the media, what media does your kid pick? Like what kind of like a movie, a TV show? Like my kid always wants to watch Invincible again or The Boys. Like what do you uh, when when uh, when Cash picks? What do you end up watching? If he were just to pick on his own, yeah. Well, don't you guys trade off? Like we'll do no. trade offs. Like even oh, so like at night, like we'll, <laughs> we I, have I, we have a whole schedule. We just started Doctor No. You have a whole schedule, Dan. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, we have pick okay. out what we have we're a notes do. file. 
We have a notes file. No, but uh, frequently, like I, like I came home. What was she playing yesterday? She's playing Not Gone Home. Life is Strange. She's playing Life is Strange. And um, loving that. And, uh, and then I was like, okay, well, look, when you're done with, you know, episode three, let's, uh, I, w- I want to pick. And that's, we watched some, I think you should leave. We watched some, um, we, we, we will generally watch at least one. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. That has now entered our pantheon of like the big four, like Parks and Rec, The Office, um, you know what I mean? Like it's entered into that pantheon of like, mm-hmm. we'll just put one of these on. Right. And you know, it's like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be safe. Oh, well, yes, correct. But also that like, there are just runs like season four of Parks and Rec is just one of the great things in life. The one where um, Leslie's running against, you know, Paul Rudd's character for city council. It's got I haven't Catherine seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. That whole season is terrific. Um, season, I want to say seven of Sunny. The one, the one that starts with the gang broke D um, and goes up through like the high school reunion one. But anyway, we'll trade off and I'll say like, okay, well, uh, or I'll, I like to watch music videos. My kid, nobody in my household likes to watch music videos, but we'll, we'll trade off. Now you're telling me you have an established, is this written down somewhere like electronically? Do you, you have a calendar? You have a schedule. You have a schedule for when you're going to watch what you're going to watch and when is that correct? I mean, kind of, it's not so much kind a schedule. No. It's, no. it's, we have a, an arc a binding arbitration. Yeah. We have an arc. And so right now we we're starting the James Bond arc. You have two of every animal in it. <laughs> my knowledge of Genesis uh, is pretty That was strong. good. That was good. Thanks, I'll buddy. give you that. I'll give you that I'll make one. my exodus now. Go ahead. So let's do <laughs> our topic. Let's do our topic. We have a list. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm buying a new microwave. I need to order that. Our, our old one is really gross. M and Dad uh, Media. Why clean it? Just watch. throw it out. Get a new one. That's, That's what, what I'm I say. doing. Yeah. I'm literally doing that. I, yeah, I've got to order it though. They don't. It's not. They don't read your mind. Uh, <laughs> oh, the other two. I told you about that. That's really good. Only lovers left alive. Um, and the night manager because we want to get some Loki content, some Hiddleston. We have something we're working on. This is something I'm gonna say we're curating, which is called ConCon 21. ConCon. Oh. And ConCon is going to be all con men, uh, con person, con they movies, including ones we've enjoyed before. So we're curating a series called ConCon. It's a con convention. You get it? Yeah. Like Comic Con. Yes. Or yes. Okay. Matchstick Men, The Nice Guys, The Sting, probably those things. Uh, Leon the Professional. Um, I, I, boy, I like Rick and Morty despite myself. I don't feel good about it, but I do like it. I got all of that. Dan, um, you got to quit changing the topic and tell me what we're what you're going to interview me about. <clears throat> all right. I have, <clears throat> I, I, this is all, I prepared for this at, at length. I have a lot of questions. You texted have me in our super secret private text channel yeah. that you, you had an idea for what we talk about today. Yeah. And you could tell it worked because we're now, we're a mere, a very slight 42 minutes uh-huh. into it. <laughs> right. I, I can't believe I'm even here. Oh, I wrote down Shin Godzilla or Gajira, as you say. Gajira. I've got that on the list. That's here to too, talk about Archer. No, no, about things with, I'm going to close this tab now. Um, and you, so you texted me and you said you had a thing you wanted to talk about. I don't, I don't think I'm going to throw up, but I do feel a little bit tired and out of it. You know? Do you want to punt I think on I can the topic? Persevere. Huh? You want to punt on the topic? You punt. Get, drink some no, of your no. ginger ale. That's good to settle a, a stomach. Uh, you talking about my Canada dry? Yeah, whatever it is you do. Oh, whatever. All right, just ask me. It's good. It'll uh, by the way, your... I don't know what I don't know what's going on with Fakakta side of yours. I can't get I can't I can't get links from Spotify to go in. 
And I don't think it has like emoji faces in it. All right, send them I'll to me. I'll figure out a way I'll to do this. Work. I need to update my Squarespace site. Dan, did you know? Call back. Did you know that I have a page that I need to update where I, where I do keep track of playlists that I've made? Oh, do Not you? all of them. Yes, but I try to curate them. And one way I do that, again, with the curation title, is that I will, I will say, here's one that I particularly like. You know, where it'll be one, like, I'll make, if we talked a lot about music on an episode of Roderick on the Line, I make a playlist. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I guess, agnostic. Yeah. I like, I, like, I like Spotify playlists. I like YouTube playlists. If, you could, if I can make a playlist in something, I will. You know what I'm saying? It's like people who won't write until they write, write their own blogging engine. But like, I'll just show up and I'll just make a playlist. I'll, I could be standing in line and I'm making a playlist out of whatever's there. I'm talking donuts. I'm talking half and halves, half and half, all, all the trimmings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got it. What are you going to interview me about? Well, <clears throat> there's a movie that I, I really like. Uh, you may be familiar with it. It's called Blade Runner. And oh, yeah. at, at a certain point in Blade Runner, I don't want to spoil anything, but a character walks mm-hmm. in the door and he says, home again, home again, jiggity jig. Mm-hmm. And everything springs to life, yeah. and this is this Sebastian, is the, the JF Sebastian. What's his name? Yeah, and this is the dream that I have for myself. <sighs> and I know that you are the I've master. I've programmed that into the Amazon device, but it won't say it <laughs> like the little soldier man. <laughs> what I want to what I want to talk to you about jig. is. In a sense, not not complete concept of home automation, but the basics of home automation, because I'm new to this. And so here's what I've got happening right now. And I'm very, very happy with it because it feels like I'm living in an alternate you're reality. Ready. You're ready. What future. you're saying to me, Dan, and you're saying by extension to our listeners is, yeah. okay, you talk about this junk all the time. What do I got to do to put you uh, into this dystopian future? That's of right. Voice control. How are you going to close this? Well, here's yeah. here's what I have right now. I've got the Google Nest Hub for when I want to watch, you know, YouTube and other things like that. But mostly what I have throughout the house are these, uh, these Amazon Echo devices. And I'm so impressed with them now that I've got more than just one. The way that they work together, the way you can play music through the whole house, like it's, it's amazing. I really like mm-hmm. this. And I know that that is probably, I was thinking about this, the way that most people probably just enter the world of home automation or interconnected devices or all of these things playing together in a kind of cool way is through, they just went out and they bought like an echo dot or, or just the regular echo. But once you actually see how these things can work together and what they can do, if you have more than one, especially if you have a few, you're like, wait a minute, what else could do this? What else could, because one of my friends, um, a guy that used to work for me doing like uh, audio and video editing he had his whole place set up so that like if it i don't know if he was if he would say something that would make it do it or if it was connected to some fffit thing or whatever where if mm-hmm. it rained it would put on different lighting in the house based <laughs> on whether it was raining or not when he would come home he'd say i'm home and like the things would happen music would play like a light would turn on like how do you do that? Can you do this? Is this a dream? Is this a pipe dream? Is this real? Can I do you, it? How do I do it? And where do it I start? A dream. Yeah, I know. That's right. Well, you know, State I. State of Israel, uh, you, dude. That's right. Uh, uh, what's not, not Theodore Herzl? What's his name? Is that his name? I think that's what he says. Yeah. Herzl. I, was, I, was, I might be thinking of Dr. Seuss. Erev Shabbos. Seussical. Shama Shabbos. Uh, I don't roll. Cynthia's dog. Oh, yeah. Did I send you that photo? I took a picture of my dolls. Did I send that to you? 
I don't think I do. I don't know if I want it, to um, be honest. You know me, I, I get pretty wound up in the philosophical part of that. So I'll try to sort of avoid that. Um, I, I want to do one thing in passing, because I'm about to do something I almost never get to do, mm. which is to have one bit of preparation for one part of my work be usable as content in another part of my work. I mean, yeah, of course, I repeat myself all the time. I repeat myself all the time, you know? Because, you know, uh, repetition legitimizes. But I, um, our episode of Do By Friday that Alex and I are recording tomorrow being Wednesday, July 7th, we're going to be doing um, stuff with NFC tags. And long story short, NFC tags are, you know, it's kind of an interesting idea. It's like a, it's basically like the thing where like if you touch your phone to something, you can have it do stuff, mm -hmm. right? And um, and something, I was just trying to like think about this in prep. I'm trying to figure out what can I do with NFC tags that I haven't done and uh, so this is this is an unfinished thought, but I was just thinking about, you know, pendulum swings with stuff like, well, let's just call it home automation, even though it doesn't necessarily have to be in your home and it doesn't have to necessarily be about automation. We can include things like Siri-ish, you know, voice control, smart home stuff, uh, right? I mean, these are all related sorts of things from like a consumer standpoint. But I was thinking about when I was a kid, uh, approximately, let's say, 40 or 50 years ago. And like what automation or what, what were our options for stuff to do stuff in our house? And not a lot. Arguably one of the most in, uh, let's see, what would that be? Christmas of 77 probably? One of the first really interesting pieces of automation that came into my life was the record changer where I got this little oh, yeah. somewhere above a close in play, but like below like an Emerson. <laughs> but, you know, you could put four, five, six albums onto the changer and uh, and the records will play. And as covered in the wonderful uh, technology connections, you ever wonder, uh, those of you who are very, very old, why is it that when you get something like, like a double album, like say the White Album, how come you have side one and four on one album and side two and three on the other? Which is not, that doesn't seem intuitive at all. That's crazy. Why wouldn't you have one and then two? That's because those records were designed to be potentially used on a changing turntable. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? I, I didn't. I suppose maybe it, but no. Let's yeah. say no. I'm yeah, going to go but I mean, with no. That's, but that's fascinating to me. Like, it's it's certainly not very good for your records, but that was automation. What are there other, other things? Um, I mean, as far as time stuff, we have clocks. We had occasional quote-unquote digital clocks, which are usually the kind that go ka-chunk. Mm -hmm. like, like the way that my Google Home Hub looks right now is a ka-chunk digital uh Clock. What else did we have? We had the things for controlling lights where you got the little punch things that would say like, okay, at seven o'clock, turn the light on at, you know, at 3 a.m., turn it off. It'll look like somebody's home. But they were all like, it was all pretty blunt instruments for doing a specific thing. It's so interesting to look at how we got from that world to this world mm -hmm. where now I'm looking here in front of me and I've got I mean, and this is not meant as a correction to what you're saying, because what you said is exactly right. Like home automation, right? But I got a stream deck with buttons on it. Well, how does that work? Well, I hit these buttons and different things happen. That's weird. That works. Yeah, that works. I've got these NFC tags. I've got this one right here that I have to program and do something with for the challenge. I've got an iPad that I'm using as a second screen on my Mac right now with Sidecar. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, I got my phone here, but like... And, but somebody, an alien might look at that and go, well, what does that all have to do with home automation? And I would be like, I don't know. It's actually getting kind of hard to say because in 1976 or 78, mm -hmm. you would get a record player that could change. You could get a timer dingus for your lamp 
but it would not be confusing to you. You wouldn't, you wouldn't pick up the device that turns your lamp on and off and try to use it as a telephone. They'd send you to a home. Like, that's <laughs> nuts. These are different kinds of things. Your telephone is for telephone, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they're all different things. Well, I guess what I'm trying to get at is a, a revolution that kind of kicked off with the Amazon products a few years ago has gone in some pretty wild directions. You know, because like what at the heart of it, what is the Amazon dingus? Well, it's a it's a voice assisted device, but it's also got like skills and an API and all these things to work together. So like what is what is that lamp timer from 1978? What does that have to do with the stream deck? That's crazy because we've we're now in a world in a world setting aside for a minute that this crap just doesn't work sometimes. Right. So let's set that aside just for a second, although that is very important. What's amazing is. We're now in a position, far from trying to use our lamp timer as a phone, we're now in a very different world of trying to say, well, what, what is it I really, how do I want to live? What do I want to accomplish? What, mm-hmm. I, what do I want to be able to do given a certain situation or set of tools? And I, that sounds very general, but I think it's extremely important. Because for me to have a button on my stream deck with a ribbon mic that says podcast, what does that mean? It means when I click it, a whole bunch of stuff happens. Is it home automation? Kind of. It interacts with both. It interacts with HomeKit. It interacts with Home Assistant through through its API. It op, you know, there's all this different stuff that works together. There's a lot of things that I could do. There's some things I can do with my voice. There's some things I can do uh, as more ambient computing where it just realizes, I don't need to tell it to turn the lights on if the motion sensor realizes I'm there. And then when there hasn't been motion for a certain amount of time, it turns off. I, I, I'm, I'm taking you on this death march because, and, and hopefully this will be the extent of the death march, but uh, what, what I just want to have you think about, which I'm sure you're aware of, but I want to just remind, like we're talking about a lot of different things that do a lot of different things. And it's, we're finally getting into a situation where we don't have to begin with, oh gosh, like it isn't, doesn't seem kind of crazy that sometimes when you buy like an Amazon voice device, it comes with it. Philips Hue. Bulb. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's kind of weird. It's like, well, that's odd. I don't know. It's like buying a car and getting a free milkshake to put in the cup holder. It's kind of odd. <laughs> but that's where we are is we're now more in a position. Well, they want you to say, use it. They want you to they feel like they have to force it yes. on you to make it. It's like when Apple I mean, did the thing with you too. It's like everyone's gonna listen to you too now. I don't think you can use that without a Hue Hub, but well, Anyhow, and that's it. That's one of my questions for you. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. But I guess what what I want to lay out though is, um, I mentioned something to Syracuse a few months ago. Uh, what was it about? It doesn't matter what it was about, but it's where I was trying to learn something. And I'm, you know, what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say it's related to what's called Home Assistant. I think I had to just pick up just enough learn how learn how Python handles spaces and learn how JSON you know, does these kinds of things. I had to open something up in SQLite yesterday. Like I'm what John calls a, a top down person, Mm. whereas he's a little bit more of a bottom up person. And we're just talking about like, I was like, I wish we had had a name for that, of that phenomenon of people who want to like get all their basics, all the stuff worked out and only then sort of extending in concentric circles around their base skills. Whereas I'm the other way around, which is like, I just want this thing to work. I'm just going to keep reloading this page till it works. It doesn't matter if I think my code is good or not or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I think that that kind of stuff is important to keep in mind because if top down, bottom up, because it wasn't that that long ago that you would that one would say, okay, I got this Amazon device 
and I saw it advertised and it seemed kind of cool to be able to do stuff like say, what's, what's some basic stuff? You can ask it questions, right? Yeah. yeah. You don't have to have a single smart device apart from that one, you know, echo device. You can ask it questions and it's pretty good at answering. It can interact with things like your calendars. But I think people started getting a little more jazzed about it when these two very different worlds started to come together, which is voice assistant stuff and what we'll call smart home or home automation stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't that long ago that those are very different things. Right. Like watching, watching the demo, where did I see this? I saw a video the other day of a demo of the fella. Oh, you know what it was? It's the guy. Um, oh, it's that it's, it's the guy who developed like not Mac and talk, but the guy who, you know, developed the whole, like you can talk to your quadra and have it do stuff. Like, that's that's that was a pretty wild experiment for the time, mm-hmm. but we didn't associate that with func- the, the kind of functionality that we can do today. So anyway, philosophical part over. I just think it's really interesting to think about like, well, you don't have to go out there and say like, which, you know, what do I go buy? What should I go buy to do a thing? It's more like, it really is a better question of like, well, how do you, how do you want to live? And the way that you want to live will guide some of your decision-making about what you do. You don't have to be totally, you don't have to be top down or totally top down or totally bottom up in order to, you don't have to commit to a system. In fact, it is valuable not to commit to a system inside of the home automation world until you know more about what you want to do. And I thought maybe that would be useful today. That is useful. We could talk about the sorts of things you can do, but also like, are you interested in things like what are some, uh, excuse me, baby steps to find out if this is right for me, that kind of stuff? Well, yeah, but also I want to kind of understand some of the bigger concepts of this, because on the one hand, like people like me who have just considered this or just started out doing it. Yeah, think, dip it a toe. Yeah. yeah. So you get a couple Amazon devices and Echo speaker type things and you put them in your house. Like that's the entry level point. But like, OK, what if I wanted to do something as simple as control something plugged into an outlet or have a light bulb turn on? And off, like even the basics of that, like I, when I'm walking in Best Buy, for example, or looking on Amazon, I see that there's all of these different brands of, we'll pick the light bulb thing first. There's all these different kinds of light bulbs. There's different brands. There's the Hue one. There's, I mean, I, I don't some even, need a, some, some are a whole system or I almost really, in the case of Hue, it's really, I would almost call it a platform. Right, but and is that the like, is that the way that you approach it, or is it as simple as why well, I bought a bulb, it, I put it in my lamp, and now it can be controlled? It wouldn't be me if I didn't answer by saying it depends. Okay, because there are also things like there are things that don't need a hub, but th- there are trade offs to all of these, and you don't want to be too hasty about diving into a system. It does require you do really kind of need a rabbi to to kind of walk you. That's through you. It. That's what this show is today. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean I'll do my best, but I, I can't be everybody's rabbi. Although that would be a very good TV show. Everybody's Rabbi. Mm-hmm. I wonder who would be in that. Hmm. Herb Edelman, probably. Um, <laughs> Mandy I, Patinkin. Um, Mandy Patinkin. Uh-huh. Oh, man, I love that guy. Get Tucci in there, guest starring. The Tucci, a touch of the Tucci. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that. Love that. <laughs> um, well, let's, 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 I can keep this simple. No, I can't, but I'll try. Um, I think that's a totally normal thing to want. Let's, I think it's two kinds. Mm, there's no. <laughs> <laughs> I think things that people want to control tend uh-huh. to fall into two categories that are extremely related, which is I want to control things uh, that are lights and I'm going to control things that are otherwise connected to an outlet. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, the, again, we have these Jurassic examples of like, I'll oh, turn on your coffee maker. Well, oh yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's cool. Like basically you've replaced the, the, 
magic and wonder of a 100% useful <laughs> light switch with something incredibly chaotic that may or may not work for reasons you may or may not be able to figure out. But right. okay, fine. Right. You can automate your coffee. I mean, the, tr- the, the trade-off that you're looking for here is if I put some time and, uh, and certainly some time, certainly some expense, certainly some aggravation in- into my life, but I think much more silently into the people, other people who live in my house, if I bring this into their life, there needs to be some benefit to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's, we, should, we should not do this just to say we can do this. It's almost, you know, like we've come a long way with um, non-internal combustion vehicles. Sure. But to get to where we are now, we had to get through a lot of like, wow, this is really just an expensive golf cart that doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're out of those caveman days at this point. And I think we're finally a little bit out of those caveman days with this stuff. But it can all just still just fall apart. So, okay, so um, in terms of my own history with, with this stuff and, and what, what has changed and what has not, I think I made a pretty good bet early on. Uh, I, I could go into detail, but I probably don't need to. Pretty early on, I, I, I went mostly all in on the Philips Hue family of products, which at that time mostly just consisted of a hub and then um, A21 style light bulbs that are either in what's called color or uh, white ambience, I think it's called. So you could pay a little more and get one that does a whole range of colors or pay a little bit less and get ones that are just different shades of yellow, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a pretty good, I mean, as these things go, that was a pretty good choice. My, my house, really the, the backbone at my house had been the Amazon Voice products and Hue lights. Now at my office, my private office, I did not want to have to have hubs. So I took a different approach, which is to use Belkin's Wemo line, which is a hubless system. Um, that way, basically at, at, at my office, I'm going I'm to go more in on making everything an addressable 110 outlet. Whereas at the house, where, which we rent, um, I mean, I don't want to have to install, I can't install like a whole big system. So having those slightly costly light bulbs is good. And I think that was a good choice for both at the time. Um, Hue is pretty reliable. And just to be clear here, so there's things you can do with or without a hub. You're going to get a lot of the coolest stuff by having something that works with a hub. But what you don't want, as you can certainly guess, is six different hubs. Like I don't want to have to get a Hue thing and a, exactly. a Lutron. I don't want a Lutron. Uh, well, um, is hub well is hubless in any way better than a hub model? Yes. So it is. Not, it is better. No, no, no. Axes, axes, axes. Mm. It can be better. Mm. Now the problem is, flash forward to today, and let's yeah. get this right out of the way. Belkin's. I don't know what's going on with Belkin. Wemo has become the very hottest of garbage. It is ta 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 terrible. The Wemo things that used to work so reliably for me are just, I, they're not very reliable. And so uh, another family of these that I'll get to in a sec, uh, the spoiler alert is kind of my, my go-to these days is Eve by Elgato by Corsair or whatever they're called this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eve family of products I want to focus on with you because I think that's where you might want to look okay. for a lot of this okay. stuff just to get you started. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I was so excited about the Wemo stuff for so long and then like, but it would be really weird and like it would just stop working with HomeKit. It would, it would, I hate this phrase, it would silently fail. Like something stopped working and you don't know what. So then they started offering a bridge you could buy where you could bridge your Wemo things to your, uh, your HomeKit stuff and that would even need to be rebooted which really super defeats the purpose 
No, but I think in general. So the other thing is that there are in there is this whole world, especially if you move into the more open source stuff. There's a whole bunch of stuff like there's you know the Z Wave stuff, and a lot of times you don't need to know what this stuff is. What I'm going to say to you is, this I would consider looking into the Eve products. Now you, you're not going to get. I don't think they have so much stuff now. I don't think they have light bulbs, but they do have like smart switches. Mm-hmm. And this really depends again on, on where are we talking about like at your house or are we talking about at your studio? But you know, if we go with the uh, was it JF Sebastian? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We go with the 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 uh, the dream of EB Farnham being able to walk into his house and have his dolls walk around. Um, I would say a good place to start is probably with Eve stuff. I like the Hugh stuff, and it's just it's been a little bulky for me lately. But Hugh. Oh, to close that one thread, which began as just two kinds of light bulbs. Boy, there's a whole world now. When I say it's like a platform, there's so much hue stuff. You can get bias lights for the back of your monitor. You can get light strips, of course, from hue. You can get all of that stuff. Oh, so now, and one elephant in the room. Um, HomeKit has come a long way in terms of like what it will accommodate, what it will allow. Mm-hmm. When HomeKit first was a, the new kid on the scene, it was kind of a bummer because... I mean, good on Apple for being crazy secure, but it's almost like the MFI program to the 10th power because there's so much stuff that like you just can't use on HomeKit back in the day, right? And, and you know, we've come a long way with that. They've gotten way better about that. So for example, uh, Wemo stuff nominally works with HomeKit. Um, obviously, if I have it, it's, it works with HomeKit. There's right. nothing I have that doesn't work with HomeKit. Um, it's just that the experience of a lot of this stuff is way better outside of the Home app. So differentiating here between the HomeKit protocols or whatever mm. versus the Home app is, especially on a Mac, is rough. But there are replacements that you can get for that. Okay, and so for, this for, this, for, this is yeah, another this is another question that I have. Are you kind of when you're doing this? So you're talking about these little switches that plug into the wall that kind of go in between whatever it is you're plugging in to get power and the wall itself, and that is mm-hmm. basically like an on-off switch that you could use to turn a lamp on or off. For example, you mentioned the coffee maker. We wouldn't do that, but like a lamp or an mm-hmm. air purifier or some other device, this could control it, it makes that. that out. It's more than, more than a switch though. I mean, for user purposes, like when you have an Eve energy, mm-hmm. it's called, mm-hmm. which can also track your usage, like how much, you know, energy is being used. Right. Um, yeah. It has what appear, would appear to be, you could just call it an on off switch. Like mm-hmm. when it's off, when there's no light illuminated, it's not on. When there's a green light illuminated, it is on. But those are also status lights for helping you troubleshoot things. Uh, if you need to reset it, all that stuff. And I, I don't mean to sound like I'm being nitpicky about it, but it's just that it allows a lot more because if you use a very good app like Home Plus, there's a lot of addressable characteristics to these things that you will not see in HomeKit. So you can do basic automations in Home, the Home app and say things like, when this lamp turns on, also turn on this lamp. Mm-hmm. But you can also do stuff like say, when this is this color at this brightness under these conditions at this time of day, do this kind of thing. You can't do that so easily. You can kind of do that in the home app, but an app like home plus, you get a lot more power and then you can kind of hook all that stuff together because each one of these now it's, you know, it's got its own little, like, I don't know. I want to say like data dictionary, like it's like Apple script. You now know all the things that can be done with this beyond brightness, color, state. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially like that. And Eve Energy is actually, as I, I've moved away from the Belkin Wemo stuff, I have moved into more into the Eve 
stuff. And Eve is uh, BLE, you know, mostly like uh, Bluetooth low energy stuff. But it works really well. The newer items uh, work with thread and actually turn your house into a whole like thread network. Um, sorry, I cut you off. Go. No, and this is all stuff that I want to learn. I'm just still trying to kind of be zoomed out a little bit bigger picture. Yes. It should, should you kind of, uh, when, as you is, step is, in. Does it come down to like, what should you buy? Yes, but also how do I decide what it is that I need to buy, which is exactly, I think, where you were kind of going with this. I which see is what you're in for with a hue. I mean, I... And how does this connect? How does this stuff... So let's say that I'm like, I, I, let's make it simple. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying this is how I feel, but let's just go into it where, as I think for a lot of people, they're coming into it saying, I just want to control some like lights, lighting yes, in the house. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And let's say they've already um, got a couple you, Amazon devices. So like, how do you get that stuff to be... Like, like, does it automate? Clear enough about what home and home kit are. People get that, right? I don't know. Home if is an get app that. on your phone. Let's say home is an app by Apple on your phone that utilizes stuff in the home kit world. Well, what is home kit? Home kit is their, I don't know, API, whatever you call it for allowing smart home devices to be securely, um, accessed and dealt with in the location of your choice at the, at the most basic level. It's, it's a thing of you being able to say like, Okay, here's a here's this uh, like Hue, the Hue family of Philips, the Dutch Philips company. Philips Hue things all work nominally fine with home, and they do. They they work pretty okay. You'll sometimes get collisions and weird things. Sometimes different apps will overwrite or, or you know be overwritten by different scenes. But the idea is, you say stuff like, okay, like when motion is detected here on this Hue motion detector, turn these Hue lights on there. Or when motion is detected, for example, on my secure video thing, do this. And it starts out as simple as Dan's Blade Runner scenario, which is I've walked in and want to start uh, boiling some egg water and I want to have Napoleon walk around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, boy, Daryl Hand is great. She's so, she's so good in that. Um, but uh, and that, that, that's the most basic thing where you could walk in and you could say, hey, dingus. I mean, there's, you know, obviously there's things to learn here, but lights on everywhere. Or you say lights on at office. Or like, it's actually pretty subtle too, the HomeKit stuff where you can say stuff like, if you say lights on, lights on here, I believe, it will, it knows what room you're in and will turn on the lights in just that room. And you can also say stuff like, you know, set, uh, set living room to bright that kind of stuff. Now, when you're saying this out loud, I'm assuming the Amazon device is hearing you and the Amazon device is triggering something that you have programmed ahead of time separately, externally in some capacity. And the thing is for the HomeKit, sorry, this is more confusing than I would like it to be. For the HomeKit stuff, that is really best accessed through a Siri device, whether that's your watch, your phone, or a Siri ball, like Mm. your home HomePod. Now, Amazon has a lot of power in this area too. And you can like, you can basically just say, well, but varying degrees of success, you could say, Hey, Hey, Amazon device, discover my devices. And it'll start scanning for everything that it can find. Did you have a similar way to do that with your Google home hub? And then basically it'll scan. And in the case of each of those things, you might have to add, you might have to help it a little bit. Like with Amazon stuff, you often have to get a skill that's a little strap on mm-hmm. to, to their basic functionality that lets you do stuff with it. Um, and ditto with, I think Google generally requires less fiddling, but then what's crazy is now we're in a world where, I mean, and and you know how this is like, isn't it odd that like the Amazon product, like the Apple HomePod hears you well, but is not great at answering questions, for example, but like 
And maybe the Amazon product doesn't hear as well, but it's crazy fast and good at answering questions. Mm -hmm. So there's little trade-offs to all of these things, but HomeKit's come a long way. It's not, it's not the uh, kind of ivory tower that it used to be. It's more accepting of stuff out there. In your case, it sounds like, it sounds like you're not going to be in the HomeKit world exclusively per se. Like you're, you're looking more at stuff like Google and Amazon, right? Amazon specifically, because that's what I have the most of. And Amazon is, is uh, as uh, Sarah Kiesel would say, omnivorous. Like, you know, it's like we said last or a couple weeks ago about like, it benefits Netflix to be on every device. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's no, it does not benefit them to be fancy. Like they want to be, they'd like to be on your washer and dryer probably. And I think that's the same benefit that, you know, in this case, Google and Amazon get, which is like, if you make a device, we want to deal with it. We want to, you know, if you, if you're out there, we want, we want to be part of your world. Right. So in your case, I would say you don't even have to worry so much about the home kit stuff. What is beneficial though, is, you know, almost every one of these smart home devices will work out of the box or almost out of the box with Amazon and Google. You might want to look at I mean, just just to get your your feet wet, I would say maybe consider grabbing something like it, like an Eve device, like mm-hmm. an like an Eve Energy. Um, one that's kind of cool, a little janky, but pretty cool is there's a company called iDevices, and they make something that I have kind of a love hate relationship with. But they basically make a smart socket. So, like for example, like in our in our ancient house with its ancient closet and its ancient wiring, it's pretty neat to be able to just put a standard light bulb style dingus into the overhead light, but it's a smart dingus. Mm -hmm. So if we put, in my case, like a super bright LED bulb, that's one downside of the Hue stuff is they're not as bright as I would like. They can't get as bright, but they do make beautiful rooms. But in that case, like iDevices will work with all these things. It'll work with HomeKit. The crazy thing though is now there are things like, uh, like Logitech now makes something called, I think it's called the Circle View, but I've got one of their cameras. They have a camera that is made for HomeKit. So like if you buy it, you can only use it with HomeKit. You can't use it. You know what I'm saying? There are other Logitech cameras you can get, but they, there is stuff now being made that does not have an app apart from HomeKit. You scan the code, goes into HomeKit, Bob's your uncle. Mm-hmm. Whereas something like iDevices, if you want to be able to like, I, the iDevices, which they're frequently sold out of, unfortunately, is an interesting option for you though, because that lets you have some smart stuff without going all in on a hub like the Hue family. But if you can if you can find it for a price you can live with, and it's you know for enough devices to make it interesting, the Hue family of products is good. Uh, and like I said before, the thing that changed everything in my house, I feel like, is when we started buying Hue tap switches, and that is a switch very very from a tech standpoint, you might find this very interesting. It's basically a four button round remote that you can mount on a wall or have unmounted from the wall and hold in your hand. One big button, usually for off, and then three buttons for different scenes. But what's neat is it charges itself kinetically. So every time you press a button, it charges it. It doesn't have batteries. Isn't that kind of neat? I do like that. Um, and really, if you're going to be in a house with other people, which I hope you are, like you you don't want people to have to talk to make the lamp turn on. Mm-hmm. Now, if this is like your own, your own uh, private uh, sex dungeon room, where like only you will be in there with your red lights, maybe that's an added benefit. And you can have August locks to turn on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, to get started though, I mean, I really, I have a lot of confidence in the Eve family. The downside of the Eve things, if there's any downside, is because they're BLE, it's kind of difficult to get them working with Home Assistant, but you're nowhere near that at this point. 
No, I don't. If I, don't I understand so. you, to know how uh, for our go forward, um, uh, this will benefit people, even if they're not in your ecosystem. But what we're going to do for Dan is, what I'd like you to do is tell me where you think you'd like to set this up, which sounds like probably your house. Yes. So probably your house, probably mostly with Amazon devices. Mm-hmm. And within certain, you, you want to do like pretty normal person stuff. You don't want to get too crazy with this. This could be a little journey though, as we could get started, see how it goes for you, see how you feel about the experience of get of acquiring, setting up, and then using these different kinds of devices. Yes, that would be great. Just, Even if it was just to control, you know, a handful of lamps in the main area of the house or maybe the upstairs, you know, yeah. so that you could, that when you, when you show up or when it gets to be a certain time of day or whatever, these things just sort of happen, uh, that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, let me go look. Um, I mean, I think it, it, it's just, you, cause Merlin, you walk, look- you walk up and down the aisles of Best Buy and there's, mm-hmm. like I was saying before, there's so many different brands and it's not clear what they, what, which ones work with which services and, well, and which, like, which ones, ones have a hub. And, Cause like there's yeah, a light bulb yeah. there. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just grab one of these. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I can't just grab one because I don't know if it you needs can, a you hub. You can pick this stuff up. It's hard, difficult to know like what's, what's quality, what is safe, what is whatever. Like uh, what's the, what's the company? Xiaomi? What's the big Chinese company that makes all the electronics? I saw that one too, um, but I, I don't remember. They make that. a lot of stuff and it's really inexpensive. Is it cheap? I don't know. Mm-hmm. As in like, is it crummy? I don't know. But that's like, there are a lot of people who would just buy their like $10 sensors. Mm-hmm. You don't have to spend six, you don't have to spend $60 on a Philips sensor or an Aerotech or whatever. You can get less costly ones. I don't know. I, I, I get a little bit antsy about some of this stuff and uh, to be frank, it often feels a little bit racist for me to assume that because this has American writing on the front. <laughs> It's going to be more safe. Uh, I think that's probably a fallacy of its own. But, um, you know, if you're comfortable having the Amazon product in your house, then I I have over time gotten a little more sketched out about stuff like cameras in the house, Mm -hmm. inside the perimeter of the house. Um, But the nice thing about a camera is a camera is also a motion detector. Mm-hmm. So like if I've got an area, especially an outside area where people oughtn't be or where I ought to know if somebody is there, that's neat both as a camera that records, but also as a motion detection device. And as, as we'll eventually get to in chapter 35 of this, uh, sometime deep in the future, I have held for some time now that the really the real key to this stuff becoming useful is what, what I would generally call proximity detection and what I would specifically call you know, um, presence detection. So, you know, but like the world that we're heading into, like with this, what an iPhone is going to be able to do in the next few years with being extremely specific about location is going to help a lot of stuff for it not just to be, all we can rely on is like geofencing. Mm-hmm. Um, the presence stuff is important. What I would say, Dan, is um, I'm going to my history and I'm looking up some of the Eve things I've gotten lately. Um, and I do really like, I do like the Eve energy. Um, and if you're going to get an Eve energy, make sure it's the latest one. And so look, if you look at, if you're getting it from Amazon or you can kind of do this on the apple.com page, but you can, you should definitely be able to do this on the Amazon page or, or similar, which is look for the search for the word thread. Like you want this to be one of the ones that works with a thread network. Right. Because then that, that's getting you into a very interesting, um, new future. I would say that's that is that is handy. 
I use a lot of the, I've got Eve, Eve, we- I never know the plural. It's like attorneys general. I've got some Eve Weathers, which sounds like a DC character. I've got some Eve Weathers and I've got some Eve um, rooms, which are basically like hygrometer, thermometer, air quality checkers. I think your mo- biggest bang for the buck might be getting a couple of Eve energies. They also, also their new door and window detectors. You know, the security kinds of things, the contact things. Yeah. Um, those are also thread networks. Um, and another one you might want to think about is they have um, the Eve Energy Strip, which is a three, I think I think a really nice piece of functional spackle in a system like this is smart um, power strips. And the Eve Energy, it gives you three separately addressable um, plugs that you can turn on or off remotely, that you can automate remotely. All very cool. Now I'm trying to figure out what we should do for lights. Because for this to be really fun, it'd be nice to fiddle with your lights a little mm-hmm. bit. And like I say, the iDevices are frequently out of stock. The iDevice um, plugs. What are your options inside the Eve system? Um, but that, that you know, that's a start. That's a start. I you're probably not ready to go all in on Hue. I'm guessing. I don't know what your budget for this is either. But are you are you considering? Are you, you you would like a light solution, correct? That would be the starting Because Eve point. Energy yeah, will absolutely. work on things that have a plug, but it's not going to work for things like overhead lights. No, I don't, you know I, don't, I, mean? I don't like overhead lights. I'm against those. It just oh, fun, that's at right. a fun, fundamentally, at, at a, at, in my soul, I'm against them. I use them. I reluctantly re- will use them, but no, yeah. I get it. But will you mostly be retaining control of, like, how can I put this? So are people going to start, like, turning these off manually at the... At the um, it's like you know, like and you know chil- I mean? like, children like, are like, not like, controllable. So I'm gonna say yes. I could teach. I could. I could encourage yeah. them to not do that. But you never know what they're gonna. You might do. want to start by putting these in the places that are mostly your area. Mm-hmm. But I would say get a couple of Eve's Eve energies. Eve's energy uh, would be a good one. What else do they have here under lighting? Oh yeah, they have light strips. I don't see a way to easily do. Yeah, I think that's 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 that. I think that, that that would be a good start. And you can get these from the Apple Store. You can get these from the Eve site, uh, and of course, you can get it from the uh, Washington uh, Fulfillment Company. And am I I'm uh, yes or no? Am I marrying like Apple HomeKit stuff when I do this? And that's fine. I just want to know what I'm. It'll work with all of. I okay. mean, I believe. I believe. I I will feel so dumb if this is not the case, but I mean, I'm pretty sure almost everything that I've got works with all the things mostly. There are some things that will not work with HomeKit, but the stuff that ends up working with HomeKit is sometimes so bananas. Um, but yeah, so in the in the case of the Amazon stuff, you're gonna now your next hurdle or your next. Um, I mean, how comfortable are you with using the uh, Alexa app on your phone? Yeah, I use that thing all the time. Okay, so you're you're not allergic to using that. Mm-mm. There's probably gonna be some some fiddling involved with that. Um, you know, one thing I do, you know, in the same strange way that I download, sometimes download a manual for something I haven't bought yet or hasn't shipped yet, mm-hmm. you might want to go think about some of the things that are already in your life that just aren't hooked up to anything yet. I mean, is there anything you've got along the lines of, I'm trying to think of an example of this, but is there any stuff where you could start adding things to the Amazon, your Amazon ecosystem? You've right. got you've got these speakers, mm-hmm. sm- uh, smart speakers, smart you know voice assistants. Any other kinds of things, Bluetoothy things, controllable things 
Try, you know, try that though. Say, you know, don't do it now, please. But some, say to your dingus, discover my devices mm-hmm. through your Amazon dingus. Just see what see it finds. It, yeah, well, just, and then pop open your app on your phone and just go, I think they're, they've changed a lot over time. I think it's just called smart, uh, what is it called? Or home or settings. But just go see if there's anything in there now. And just start messing around with it. It's not the most fun way to deal with these things. I don't think their app, I don't love that app. Um, so if I just again, if I just want to scratch the surface of this. Yes, yes. The way that a lot of people do, they go and they get one Amazon device and then they get a second one and they realize they can have music playing on both of them that's perfectly synced love and now that. they can love hear that. it all throughout the house. Beautiful. If I'm like, I just want to, Throw one light into this mix. That's it. Let's start super simple. Start I just, with an Eve Energy attached to a lamp that you can plug in. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Now, that that's going to give you, on the one hand, in terms of control, it gives you basic on and off. Um, in, in, it's very unlikely that that will work for things like dimming. Now, in the case of the iDevices thing, it has a very clever thing where for the four kinds of light bulbs that tend to exist, the four light bulbs you meet in heaven title. Um, it will go through and say like, oh, this appears to be an LED bulb. I just dimmed it. Is it blinking? Did it work? Right. Right. Or this is a CFL or this is a, you know, tungsten or whatever. And so, so you're, you know, but that will get you started with the turning on, turning off. Excuse me. I'm sorry. What's happening over there? I don't know. I'm <laughs> telling you I'm turning into Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, anyhow, yes, I think that would get you started. The Hue stuff is pretty great, but like I, you know, it's, you know, it's one thing to be able to, you know, at the most basic level. Here's a, you know, here's the cool thing. Like you, you buy one of these for your Dan or for your uncle, <laughs> your Dan and uncle, mm-hmm. and you go like, oh, this is really cool. So uh, I got you this uh, this voice device, and here's the kinds of things it can do. You know, you could check your schedule. You can blah blah blah. You could play NPR, whatever. And, and check it out. You say, uh, turn kitchen light on and it'll do that for you. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, that's a lot right there. And to help you just get your sea legs under you, uh, I think that would be a pretty, a pretty good start. Okay. And you could start, you want to start, uh, you know, having questions or how would I do this kind of stuff? I think you're sandbagging a little bit. I think you know a lot more about this than you're saying, but the journey that we're taking our listener on, it's probably beneficial that you play down a little bit. I, you you will probably be shocked how little I actually do know about this, but I'm I'm ready to do. I'm ready I'm to. I'm sure I've just this. made it worse, but that's what I do. I am. Uh, no, you didn't. So you're going to get you an didn't. Eve Energy or similar. Eve Energy is the one I'm going to try and get. One of these plugs, the new ones with the threads. Yeah, exactly that's what I'm right. Get. The, so yeah, you might want to read up a little bit on Thread Network because it's 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 a little bit you know. I noticed one that things. one of the settings in my Eero is to support. Threads and that—that's the oh, only and reason guess I what? even Be knew really what you're talking about. Be really careful with that because Eero's version of Thread, and you know, I love Eero. Eero's version of Thread is not compatible with HomeKit, so you can actually really <laughs> screw yourself up with that. It's not super clearly labeled. I can't tell if that fixed my problem. Do I t- wait? Do I turn this guy. off or do I leave it on then on the Eero? I would. I mean, well, you're not—you're not worried so much about HomeKit though. You could try it. Yeah. Okay. The whole thread thing is a little confusing to me. I don't fully understand it. It's something that Eve is really putting their back into, which is great. Like it basically is going to help you like maintain the network that if this thing goes the way it looks like it's going to go, it it takes like BLE stuff to the next level. Like it'll be so much easier to add things when threads everywhere. It should be so much easier and more secure to add things. You don't have this whole like sort of, it'll just discover stuff. That's the story anyway. 
Um, but yeah, I like the Eve stuff. It could be a little frustrating, but Eve also, as long as you're just in, uh, like say HomeKit or Amazon or whatever, you should be fine. You can also get stuff like an Eve Extend is really interesting where you can add up to eight devices to a little like virtual BLE hub that makes it really easy. So that way you can get to them when you're out of that network. You can still see things like your temperature in this room or whatever. I think this is plenty. God, this is God. This is, how long is this episode? Uh, one hour, twenty-seven minutes. Arr! I think it's a good start. Your your mission, should you decide to accept it, is uh, to 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 get moving with these things. Uh, uh, try it's a two pronged dish thing. Like I would order an Eve Energy or pick one up when you can, and then they're not inexpensive, but I think they're really well done. Um, and you um, and then I would also say though, look around at stuff. Look around you. Are there things in your life right now that might already be things that would work and you right. haven't discovered yet? So go go look in your A-L-E-X-A app and see if there's stuff in there you didn't know. So, you know, about. I wanted to add the link to for the listeners and I found the Eve Energy Apple HomeKit Smart Home Smug, a Smart mm. Plug and Power Meter Smug. with built-in schedules and switches, app compatibility, Bluetooth and thread. Yep. Currently unavailable. Same on Amazon and Best Buy. Did you try Apple? I will look at that next. <clears throat> Um, yeah, well, there's other things you can do, you know, there's other things out there. Well, I want to use the Merlin, to, uh, approved, um, Merlin approved one, but you know, there's probably other ones you can get that'll mostly work fine. And it's not like you're committing yourself to a lifestyle or something. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder what you should get them. Eve Aqua smart water controller. Water. You can, uh, you check your hose. I look for moisture in your basement, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so down there. Eve, the only thing on Eve. the Apple store for Eve, <laughs> they do have the smart plug and power meter here. Oh. And let's see if they... Uh, my Postmates that to you in two hours. Uh, pick up at the Apple store is currently unavailable, but if I order it, um, I could get it this week. So I think that's what I'm going to have to My do. laptop is still about six blocks <laughs> away from here, just so you know. <laughs> I meant to, that was some good follow-up I meant to check in on. What's uh... Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, boy, let's totally button this up, please. Okay. Okay, I love you. I love you too, Merlin, man.